to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. It's never too early to start planning your trip to the Bourbon Trail for 2023. We hope you'll join the Bourbon Road crew as we pull out all the stops this year at Bourbon on the Banks. So mark your calendars for October 6th and 7th, and we'll plan on seeing you in Frankfort, Kentucky. Be sure to listen in during the halftime break for all the details on Bourbon on the Banks. Welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today we are in the Bourbon Road Bar, and we're going to drink a little bit of whiskey. We've got a guest in the house. We've got Joe Clark. Joe Clark Music. Welcome to the Bourbon Road. Thank you, man. Nice to be here. It's good to be here with you. It's good to drink a little bit of whiskey, and and for us to sit down and listen to some of your music, you've been somebody that we've kind of tagged along with for a while as you've made your rounds in bourbon country here. And my wife's a big fan. Good deal. That's and, what we want. Uh, and so she suggested to me one day, we better get Joe Clark down here. And I said, all right, let's do it. Because I really like listening to you, too. We've heard you out at the Barrel Room a few times, I think. And That's, uh, that's one of our favorite places. We've been been playing there for quite a few years now. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a good spot. So you've got your guitar with you today. You've got a playlist. I see it on your paper there. We're going to get into some music here real soon. Talk a little bit about Joe Clark and... And where you came from and all that. But first I gotta I gotta do my due diligence here. I've gotta taste a little bit of whiskey. And folks, today I'm uh I'm sipping on some Cooper's Craft one hundred. This is a Brown Foreman product. It's a hundred proof. Uh they do have an eighty two proof version. I've heard hints that it might be going away, but this is their hundred proof version. Kind of created this brand to celebrate their um Cooperage, you know. Brown and Foreman makes their own barrels that their whiskey goes into. So they created Cooper's Craft to celebrate that. And uh, it's a pretty popular whiskey in this area. I know that. Uh, when I went to pick up a bottle the other day, the fellow at the store told me it's one of his best sellers. So uh, I'm going to take a quick taste of it and let you know what I think. Cheers. Well, that that's a solid whiskey. That's all bourbon all day long. It uh, is a little bit dry, not too sweet. It does have just a little bit of corn flavor to it, though. Um, I feel the caramel. I feel a little bit of heat coming on from whatever that flavoring grain is. I'm going to say it's rye. I think it's a pretty good whiskey, and I'm going to enjoy sipping on this during the show here while we're talking. How often do you get one that you don't like? It 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 happens from time to time. There's certainly a number of them out there that... Uh, at least for me, aren't drinkable for me. You yeah. know, uh, they won't make it on a show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest here. Um, right. We we get sent a lot of whiskey. Uh, we get uh, we receive shipments probably two or three times a week from distilleries, and uh, most of them are good. Most of the whiskey gets good. Yeah, there's just a few here and there. They just aren't quite ready yet. You know, they need to spend a little bit more time in the bottle, or maybe. In a very few cases, something went wrong in the process. 
uh, I worked for Angels Envy for for about a year at uh at the Rick houses for Angels Envy, uh, Rick and Bourbon Barrels. So yeah, I hear a lot of good things about it. I, I've never tasted it myself, but so you've moved some barrels around a whole lot of them, a yeah. whole lot of them. Yeah, they got a pretty good sized warehouse there. Yeah, yeah, it's out in Henry County, and it uh, ended up not being a place for me, but. But you know, and how long did you do it for? About a year. I bet that put some meat on your bones, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And after I quit doing that, I put I got a lot of different meat on my bones after that. So. <laughs> <Did you>? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, tell us a little bit about about you and and uh, and what you do and and how you came up and just sort of give us the backstory. Well, uh, I grew up in Henry County. I've been there been there my whole life. I've I've moved out away from Henry County a few times, but uh it'll always be home for me i live right on the river in in a town called lockport uh i started playing music i was i was about 12 or 13 when i got my first guitar i wrote a lot of poetry stuff like that before that and uh once i found out you could you could put them together that kind of set me on a different path and i'm the only person in the family that plays music but it uh it it saved me in a lot of a lot of different aspects throughout my life. So. Has it always been country? No, not necessarily. It's a uh, I don't I don't even know if I would I would label what I do as country. It's you know and I just kind of write down what I feel. I, I never sit down and think I I'm going to write a country song today. It, however, it comes out, it's how it comes out. You know. I mean, what defines a country song really? Right. I mean, it's all over the place today. I I think that uh. You know, a lot of the stuff you hear on the radio, you, you're not going to find what you would consider country music. And, and I don't even know what I consider country music anymore. So I, I want people to, to hear what I do and know that, that, that that's Joe Clark. It, it doesn't have to be labeled as country or, or rock or Americana. It's, it's just that's what I do. You know? Yeah, I think, I think if it is, if it does sort of have that feeling that it's, a, it's kind of down-home music, it's, it's about your roots, it's about your life, it's about you know, everyday living, you know, that kind of stuff defines kind of the country, country right. music in general, Americana, call it that if you like. But uh, yeah, what I hear on the country radio today is a lot broader than it used to be. It used to be pretty narrow in the nineties. It kind of kicked up a little bit for a while yeah. there. And, uh, and now it's, there's, there's probably 10 different areas you could go into and still call it country music well i think it's it's kind of lost authenticity you know and for me as a listener i i want to i want to hear somebody and believe what they're saying it's important to me that that i'm writing music that that when people hear it they're gonna they'll believe me because it's it's something i've experienced it's something it's something i've been through you know and if i turn on the radio and and hear a song and it's just saying the same old cliche thing that that every other song is saying, and then I don't believe it. It doesn't feel real to me. It doesn't feel authentic. And therefore, I don't I don't want to hear it. You know, so I I try to do my best to to just write from experience, not not make up stories and and just write about generalized, vague, cliche things because that that doesn't get me anywhere. And I use my writing to you know sort of a medicine for myself to to get through life experiences and. And hopefully it, it'll come off the same way for people listening. Now, we've had a number of singer songwriters on and they, you know, often they'll say that, you know, when they sit down to write, you don't always get the inspiration. Inspiration happens from life. It happens from your experiences right. and you'll be, 
you'll get down to, to write or want to set aside some time to write and you'll just remember what happened to you a couple of weeks ago and, and that'll spark a song. And yeah, it's hard, it's hard to, I, I personally don't have that creative side to me. So I, it, it would be hard for me to, to do that, but I can understand where you need, you need that inspiration. You can't just sit down and say, okay, let me pick a subject. Let me pick a topic. Yeah. Let me write some words down. Well, so, so as much it creates is, something that feels good, right? Right. So much is, is lost in that. If, if you start with, you know, with an idea that, that isn't true to you to begin with, then, then you're kind of losing something along the way. And I mean, I, I think a lot of, of real country music to begin with was, was written from sadness, just, just like the blues and things like that. You know, it, it comes from, from a place of hurt, a place of depression and sadness and, and, you know, financial troubles and, and reality, you know, those are real things that, that all of us experience throughout, throughout our life. And I think that being able to sit down and write about it, it kind of, it, it helps you move through it, it helps you get through it. And, and someone as a listener, like you said, if you can't sit down and write about it, to be able to just listen to someone who's experienced the same thing, you know, maybe in some way that that'll help, help you along the way. Yeah. I can see that that would be therapeutic for somebody. If you know, you're, you're talking about an experience that you managed to struggle your way through and then somebody hears that song and they go, you know, I'm not alone. I, I, I've yep. got, I've got this guy singing this song to me right now who went through the same thing. And yeah, that's, it's good stuff. Well, it's it's hard to it's hard to write sometimes a about a about a subject and and make it vague enough to where other people can relate it to themselves, you know. And and I don't I don't want to write and just specifically make it about me. I want other people to to be able to hear it and and like you say, think think, man, it's it almost feels like it was written about me. Yeah, you know. So when did you record your first song? Uh, we recorded uh, Storyteller a year ago this month. So, so right at a year ago, we actually recorded our first album. It was an acoustic album called storyteller. Uh, it had 17 songs on it. It's over an hour of original music. And, and these were, these were songs that I, that I've written over time. And I went in to kind of just record six or eight songs. And I, I've got so many piled up that, that we had time to do it. So we just kept recording, you know, and, uh, uh, I kind of look at it like a like a dam built up in my mind that I had to I had to get some of these songs out and get them recorded and let whatever's coming down the river, you know, come on by. I had to had to open the floodgates up and and let these songs out and, and so it's still flowing for sure. Oh yeah, you got to make room for it. So as 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 our listeners are following the show and listening to it, you know, can they find your music on Spotify and yep. Apple Music and all of that stuff? Yeah, I'm on I'm on Spotify and and Apple and anywhere you stream music online, we're on we're on every platform. Uh, we've got all all social medias. I mean, Joe Clark Music on on Facebook and Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, they can find us about any platform you stream music. We're on it. All right. Well, if you got a song for us, Joe, off uh, that last album, I'll uh, I'll do you one of the first songs I ever wrote. Uh, this actually. I wrote this when I was probably 16 or 17 years old, uh, you know, before I knew a whole lot about the about the real world. And this song's kind of stuck with me ever since. I, I think this will be a song that will stick with me through the rest of my life. Uh, this song I wrote about my daddy. It's called Long-Haired Southern Hippie.
water I dip my bath out of the well behind my house I spend most of my time by the old Kentucky River I'm as country as can be, there ain't no doubt Southern hippie And he learned me to be proud of my name And if I had the chance to get rich and make some money I'd stay as poor as hell, my friend I'm not ashamed You know I ain't ashamed My daddy's done his own fair share of hard work Swinging his rock hammer all day just a beating on stone There ain't no retirement, ain't gonna have no mansion But by God he's got his family, he's got his home Southern hippie And he learned me to be proud of my name And if I had the chance to get rich and make some money I'd stay as poor as hell, my friend I'm not ashamed I can't be ashamed Some hard times for my family We cut our own wood to feed the stoves To make it through You don't worry about no grocery store When you get hungry We just walk up through the woods We'll kill our own damn food Cause I was raised up by a long-haired southern And make some money I'd stay as poor as hell My friend, I'm not ashamed I can't be ashamed well, I was raised up by a long-haired southern hippie And if I had the chance to get rich and make some money I'd stay as poor as hell, my friend I'm not ashamed I'd stay as poor as hell, my friend I ain't ashamed Some good stuff. Thank you, man. 
I mean, I, I love your voice. It's it's got that nice rasp to it. You know, when you're sitting here talking and you're just talking voice, you're kind of a little bit deep and buttery, but right, the rasp comes out when you sing a little bit. Well, I, I've had to try to teach myself over time to to push. You know, yeah. I just say if, if you want people to believe it, you you got to feel what you're doing. I think. Yeah, I mean, it puts emotion into it. Right. I, I really like that song. It's a good song. And, Thank you. And so, what what kind of music did he listen to? Oh, I I grew up on. On Tom Petty and Tom Petty. Led Zeppelin, you know, Hart. That's all good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's all good stuff. Yeah. yeah. My parents are, uh, you know, children of the late 60s and, and 70s. So, yeah. you know, it, I was I was introduced to, to good music young. Yeah. I got an older brother that's six years older than me that, you know, he was a, uh, he kind of grew up on more of the, the grunge era. So. I had good influences all the way around me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a little bit older than you, just just a tad. Right. But I remember my dad taking me to a Steppenwolf concert. All right. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it was a good one, though. It was a good one. It definitely was. So, yeah, I, I, I did have a great time in the 70s attending concerts. So, yeah. Early 70s, right up until, you know, the late 70s, so. I think that, uh, you know, everybody says I was born in the wrong generation compared to what their parents listened to or when good music was out. And I I don't I don't believe that for a second. I I think there's always good music. It's just about finding it. It's about looking for it. And, you know, like we were saying earlier, if you if you're just looking at the radio or listening to the radio, you know, you're only going to find so much. So with the Internet nowadays, there's there's so many good musicians. There's there's so much good music being put out all the time. So so is that a good thing? So I mean, as far as the the access to the people that you have now, right? The access you have by recording a song and and putting it out on social media. Well, I think it's a it, for a listener. It's it's a real good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, as, if you if you're looking for music, all you got to do is is look. You just search the internet. You, you're going to find it. Now, as as someone trying to be heard, you know, it makes it a little more difficult because uh, we went to we went to Nashville a few weeks back, and it's it's so oversaturated, and there's so many good musicians playing at the same time. It's hard to really it's hard to really pick one out, you know. Yeah. And so I I think uh, it kind of works against itself when when there's so many people doing the same thing, but at the same time, it's as we're all out here just trying to be heard. I I, I think it it has kind of it's kind of like direct sales, right? I mean, you, you can, you can play your music directly for the people who want to hear it. You don't have anybody in between the two of you too much. And there's good and bad to that because distributors or, um, labels or whatever they are, they, they're in the business of promoting musicians and getting records out. But, uh, self-promoting artists today actually have access to through social media to an awful lot of listeners and whether they can break through or not that's another thing i mean it's there's a lot of people out there doing it but it has changed the game yeah absolutely i I think that's why it's important to to be completely who you are when when it comes to to writing and playing you know because if there's always going to be someone who will appreciate it if if you're really putting that feeling into it and i think kind of organically growing something means as much to me as 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 selling anything you know uh, i don't want to have to go out and and chase down for somebody to listen uh, it it should grow organically if if i'm saying what i need to say well enough and somebody will be out there to hear it and, and you've got quite a following 
Right. Well, it's it's got to it's got to grow somehow. It, it grows. Know? That's right. It grows over time, yeah. and, and it builds on itself. And as long as you're authentic, I think it will continue to grow. Yeah. Well, I don't, there's no time to to fake your way through life. They say fake it till you make it, but you know <laughs> that, that's kind of hard to do when when you don't know how to be fake in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a few careers in this world where you might be able to get away with that, but I don't think uh, what you do is one of them. No. So you got to be authentic or, or people are going to see right through it. They can hear right through it is yeah, what they do. That's right? it. That's it. I mean, if when, when I get on stage, if, if I'm not up there putting everything I got into it, people will pick you out. If you're the one standing on stage, they'll, they'll see right through you if you, if it shows, you know. So how many, how many nights will you do this year um, out in front of your fans? Oh, I, I do, uh, I do three, about three, at least three a week. Yeah. So, um, I mean, however many that adds up to be. Well, that's about 156 yeah. shows a year. That's pretty good. When we do, sometimes we do two in a day. You know, I, I I can't I can't sit still. I was taught young if you if you lay down, you never get back up. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's about keeping it moving at all times. Yeah, I've been told that as I get older and my bones get stiffer, you need to get up and my wife tell my wife tells me you gotta get up and move. Yeah, gotta, Walter, gotta, cut gotta that keep grass, it moving. Go do something. <laughs> well, you know, if if you become stagnant, that's that's what'll happen. And in today's world you you'll get left behind quick. Yeah. With with what I'm doing, the the business I'm in, if you don't if you're not making noise, you know, people forget about you. Well, I know we've come out to see you before and you always pack the house. It's always uh, a great time, at, at least at the barrel room here. You said it's one of your favorite spots. It's one of ours, too. Yeah. But, um, I always notice that when you're there playing that the, it, it's a pretty full venue. Yeah. Well, it's it, it takes time to to grow a to grow a real following, you know, organically. And uh, I, I figure if I just if I keep on the same path as, as long as it's working, you know, it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing just just keep adding to it and and try to hone in on my craft and hopefully people will tag along so in, in the beginning of the show i mentioned to our listeners that i'll be drinking on some cooper's craft 100 but i didn't mention what you're drinking because you're not and there's a little bit of a story there that uh, i think there's some value in that we might be able to share with the listeners if you're up for it yeah yeah sure uh I started drinking pretty young, uh, you know, and, and ain't a whole lot to do where I, where I grew up. So, uh, we, we hit it hard once we, once we really started hitting it and it, it kind of got out of hand for me. I, I've got an addictive personality. I, I will openly say that I'm an addict and, uh, I've, I've never denied it along the way, but, uh, I've been, I've been two and a half years sober now. I ain't had a drink in two and a half years and, uh, it, it's changed my life completely. Uh, I honestly believe if if I hadn't quit that I wouldn't be sitting here with you today. So, well, in what you do, uh, you know, on the stage in front of crowds, you got drinks coming up to you all night long. People are buying you drinks or sending them up to you. Yeah, uh, it can easily get out of hand. Well, and it, and it did. I, you know, I I let it get out of hand, knowing it was getting out of hand the the whole time. Kind of, it's and it wasn't a quick process, and I kind of I just kind of sat in it for years and. You know, I think I believe there's there's some people that can they can hold it together when it when it comes to to drinking, and I, I'm just not one of them. You know, I if I'm going to drink it, I'm going to drink all of it, and you know, I, I knew at a certain point in time that that I had to had to really get hold of it. I, I've got four kids, and you know, I, I was taken away from from who I could be for them, and uh, if if I hadn't quit it, it just would have spiraled even further downward. 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we often talk about on the show a day a week, a week a month, a month a year, you know, away from drinking yeah. to keep yourself balanced and uh, to keep, you know, to keep an eye on, you know, because what we do is we drink all the time as, as part of our show. Right. And we promote drinking, but it's uh, we don't want our listeners to take it that we're we're drinking all the time. Yeah. You know, um, if you can't find a way to go a day without a drink or if you can't plan for a week away from it and if you can't stretch once in a while to a month without it you got a problem yeah and you need to pay attention to it and you got to deal with it in your own way but uh if those things become too hard for you or you can't do them it's time to wake up i think it's important to know that you know, if, if you feel like you're you're struggling, if you if you feel like you got this weight on you, and and you know that it's being caused, you know, on your if you're causing it to yourself, that uh, there's there's light on the other side of it. It's easy to it's easy to get lost in that in your own darkness, you know. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's drinking or any sort of addiction, you know, I I smoked cigarettes for years, and uh, I ain't had a cigarette since 2009 now, and that was another thing that I could tell it's it was taking a toll on me, and and especially in this business, you sure. know. There's no way I could keep a voice if if I continue down this path. So, I think it's it's important to be realistic with yourself. You know, and I, I imagine it wasn't easy to do, especially with what you do. Like I said, yeah. you know, your job is to play in places that serve alcohol. Yeah, and you got loyal fans who love you who are passing drinks up to you all the time, and you have to just sip yeah. on your coke or your water, right? Well, and it's you know it's it's been a transition I've had to make while on stage you know what while i'm i'm going through this this addiction and this struggle and and trying to break out of it i've I've tried to be open about it i I like to be transparent especially while i'm on stage so that so that people know who i am you know and so that i don't have anything to hide and and to be completely open with people and let them know that you know i'm going through this thing and i'm trying to get out of it and you know music is what has brought me out of it. my family and, and the music I play is, has literally saved me from it. So good for you. You've got a song for us that kind of yeah uh, speaks to that. This, uh, this song here, we put this out as a single after we released a storyteller. Uh, it's kind of, it kind of just kind of wraps up, you know, struggle and all it's, it's a, it's a vague description of a lot of, a lot of different struggles I've had and, and kind of facing the reality of things and yeah you know, it's it's called it is what it is
to anything it seems say that right it is what it is yeah yeah it's a i think it's kind of a overall vague statement that we don't always mean yeah i mean yeah it it kind of is true i mean you say it is what it is it's just like you don't want to deal with it it's like yeah all right it's just a way to push reality to the side sure i want to thank you for being honest with us and raw and, and talking about that because i do believe we have listeners out there uh who are struggling with drinking and um, I hope they can 
listen to the, your words and, and understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can conquer it. And that's actually a strength. That's not a weakness. Right. To be able to conquer it. So well, I think I think we're all stronger than we than we let ourselves on to be. You know, yeah. it, it's about it's about belief, you know, and I, I don't mean religion or, or anything along those lines, no matter what you what you believe, you got to believe in yourself to be able to get through certain things. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's what it takes. Believe in All right. Yourself. Well, we're going to take a short break and when we come back more Joe Clark and more music. Thank you. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we hope you'll join us this fall on October 6th and 7th for Bourbon on the Banks. The festival itself is from 2 to 6 p.m. on October the 7th, and you can pick those tickets up at bourbononthebanks.org for $65. They also have an early access ticket for $75. It'll get you in an hour early and definitely get you access to some special pours. But if you always like that VIP access, this year they're bringing in the VIP access tickets. We'll give you access to their VIP tent and all the great things that go along with that for $175. Be sure to check out bourbononthebanks.org. They'll get all the details on this year's event. I did manage to, to finish off that first little pour of Cooper's Craft, and I've got a second glass in front of me here now, and I'm kind of enjoying it, folks. I think it's a, I think it's a good pour. If you get a chance to pick up a bottle of this, uh, it's uh, in the low 20s. So, I mean, well, I mean, you can find it for 22 to 25 bucks, so definitely not a bad deal. I don't mind picking up a bottle when it's like that. It's those $80 bottles that really catch me by surprise, so... I would highly suggest it. It's a it's a good whiskey. It's four to six year old bourbon. It's a hundred proof Cooper's Craft Brown Foreman Distillery out of Louisville, Kentucky. That's what I'm sipping on in the second half. So, Joe, you're playing in a lot of places, and not just not just on the bourbon trail, right? I mean, you get outside. You play a number of states in the surrounding area. Yeah, we've uh we've been trying to to spread out quite a bit here here the last six months to a to a year. You know, I, I think it's important to, to get in strangers' ears sometimes. you Once you get a, a following in your hometown, the, those people, I think, will, will stick by you as, as long as you're doing it. But uh, getting out beyond where you live is, is important to, to be heard. So when you're playing in packed houses in and around kind of bourbon country here, and everywhere you go, people know you. you got your crowd that kind of follows you. A few of them follow you around, and you've got people that just uh, – I mean, they're your fans. What's it like when you go off to Dayton, Ohio or something or wherever it might be and, and you walk into a place and they don't know you? Well, it's it's, it's that much more important to to do it as, as good as I can do it, you know. We uh we did a run up in Illinois a few weeks ago. Uh, we did five shows in four days, all, all within about uh, two to 300 miles of each other there. And it, it was cool to, you know, to – to meet new people and and some of the people up there like 
with the way the internet works, you know, people can check you out before you even show up. So, sure. uh, we try to try to make sure we we're, we're as loud and, and aggressive as possible with, with the point we want to get across while we're there and in, in the time we have available to us and, and try to make sure that the people want to want to hear more once we leave. So do you do all that internet stuff or you got somebody? No, I, yeah, I got a couple of people that, uh, that helped me out. It wasn't until a few years ago that I, I really dove very deep into the, in social media and stuff like that and, and tried to, you know, make a name for myself that way. And you almost have to have it nowadays to, especially yeah. if you're going to travel out any further, you know? So yeah, I, I had to have some help with it. Yeah. I mean, it's good to focus on what you're good at, right? Yeah. I mean, you get a, the music part and hopefully you got some good people with you that can handle the other stuff. Well, and you know, if, if I want to focus on playing and writing and I don't get too overwhelmed with, trying to post stuff i know your manager was a pleasure to deal with absolutely yeah she she's really helped out a lot and uh, you know between i i got a guitar player that that travels around with me most of the time justin chapel he uh he's best lead guitar player i could ever ask for and uh, we've we've been through a lot at this point and you know that kind of we do a lot of duo stuff that really helps the show when we go out you know and instead of just sitting and one guy with a guitar sometimes to to add that lead to it and you know adds a little excitement to it yeah absolutely no he he's on an electric lead no we, we do a an acoustic duo an acoustic, a lot of times acoustic yeah. duo okay yeah we uh we've got we might have some band stuff coming up here soon i don't want to say too much about it but uh we, we've got some things that lined up that it'll be exciting for everybody I think. so you get to you get to indiana you get to kentucky yeah, we, of course illinois tennessee yeah ohio yeah, all the surrounding states. We'll uh we'll be in New York this year. I got some stuff coming up in out in Nebraska and Kansas and Oh yeah. We yeah. are getting out there. Yeah, trying to reach a little further out each time. Well, I think we have listeners in all those places. So I think what they ought to do is take this take this opportunity to to go into social media. What is it, Joe Clark Music? Yeah, Joe Clark Music on on all the social media platforms, Facebook and uh Instagram, TikTok, we're on TikTok, we're Storyteller Five Hundred Two. That come from that that last album, uh, but everything else is Joe Clark music. I noticed somewhere I can't remember which social media was on. There was another Joe Clark music, but it was uh, it was a younger kid, cl- kind of clean cut. So if he doesn't have a beard, it's the wrong guy. Yeah, we we long haired bearded <laughs> people around here. Yeah, Joe Clark's pretty common name. It's you know I'd say yeah. there's a lot of them, a lot yeah. of them out there. So absolutely, it's important to be as much a joe clark as i can be yeah you know so you've got a new album coming out and that is something that's uh about to drop you have released a new single lately yeah yeah we put out a song called don't give up on me uh, about two weeks ago off this upcoming album uh this new album's called 10 years too late uh and it's kind of a i had about six or eight songs that i i wanted to get recorded that were really important to me to to get put down and to, to put out at some point in time and uh, kind of in the process of, of trying to get lined up to get them recorded. Uh, I was still writing. I was still putting stuff down on paper. And, and by the time we went to record it, I, I had 13 songs together to, to record that weekend. Uh, it's an acoustic album. I, I wanted it to sound as raw and as pure as, as could be. I wanted it to sound like us. It was just, it's just me and Justin, sitting down two acoustics, you know, just like me sitting here with you 
today talking, uh, I wanted it to, to be authentic. I didn't want to add a bunch of bells and whistles to it and, and make it something that it wasn't. You know, it's important that uh, these songs get across exactly what I want to say. I, I want them to just hear that. You know? And where did you record at? Uh, it's a place called Fat Cave Studios down in Slade, Kentucky, down in the mountains. Oh, I love Slade, Kentucky. Yeah. What a beautiful place. Yeah, I, I grew up going to Red River Gorge down there, and uh, I got a few friends. I, I played a, a little venue down there called Pit House, a really cool place. And Oh, yeah. There's a uh, there's a little studio attached to it. My buddy Sam, he... Uh, he did a really, really cool job on this on this album. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for people people to hear these these songs. Some of them we've played live, but some of them are, are songs nobody's ever heard. And uh, out of everything I've ever done, these these songs mean the most to me personally. And ten years too late. I mean, that's uh, you're talking about ten years too late to get these songs recorded, or ten years too late for for everything. I think all of, you know. There's there's one thing that that everybody has in common and that's time. Yeah. No matter what kind of life you live, you know, uh, we're, we're all here at the same time. It, it, we all exist right here, right now. And I think, uh, if you want to really do anything in your life that, that means anything to you, that you're no matter what, you're going to feel like you're a little bit behind. Yeah. If you've got any ambition to do anything. And I, I've had this overwhelming thing over me my whole life that, that I gotta, I gotta get things done. I gotta keep this moving, you know. And uh, I've always felt like I was behind on on something, you know, whatever it may be. And I, that's good and bad. That that helps push me to to do as much as I can and to do it the best I can. Yeah. I know that I know that when I leave this world, I ain't gonna have a lot of money and I ain't gonna have a lot to to leave behind for my children. But but what I will leave behind is is the story of myself. So. You didn't leave anything undone, right? That's it. Yeah. I mean, there's a song on country music today, and I, I'm not going to name the artist or the song because I can't remember it. But it, it talks about you can do this until you can't, right? You can yeah. you can you can rebuild that Chevy with your grandpa until you can't. Until you can't. That's yeah. right. Well, you know, I'm I'm 33 right now, and I figure I've I've got a period of time here to to really push as as hard as I can to to even try to be heard in a, in a world full of people just wanting to be heard. Yeah. You know, and uh, hopefully I can, I can get across some sort of message that, that means something to me that, that can mean something to someone else. And I'm not interested in making people dance. You know, I, I just want people to feel something. Sure. If someone can hear one of my songs and, and take something away from it and, you know, and they can think about that later on in life and, and it'll mean something to them, you know, uh, I ain't out to make you dance. I want to make you cry. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so if you got something you can play for us, it might break it, make us cry. I'll actually do uh, the title song of this album, 10 Years Too Late. Behind. This world 
is running past me like a race My clock's run out and I'm all out of time It looks like I'm ten years too late supposed to be here At the rate I'm moving now I won't ever last I thought by now somehow I would see clear But I'm living like a man that can't escape his past And it looks like I've got left behind me like a race My clock's run out and I'm all out of time It looks like I'm ten years too late Oh, now it looks like I'm ten years too late Everything that I've How many songs are on your new album? 13. 13 songs. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that release party you got coming up. Yeah. So uh, April 29th, Saturday, uh, it's in uh, Eminence, Kentucky, at the Kentucky Highland Renaissance Fair site. They have the they have the Renaissance Fair there. It's a, it's a really cool place. Uh, it's a big, giant building. And... Uh, so is the fair, is the Renaissance Fair actually that weekend? No, it's not actually going on that weekend. Okay, we're just, I've been to it before. Yeah. It's quite an experience. <laughs> I, I played the, the Froggy Field Party there a couple of years in a row. They they used to have a a big shindig there from a Froggy Radio out of yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah. They, they had some big concerts there. We actually got to, to play one year there. Uh, it's the same site there. It's, it's an interesting group of people. My brother... He's really into that stuff. He, he loves yeah. it. He loves to go to the Renaissance fairs and he gets into character and all that. But 
we went up to Eminence to the Renaissance Fair probably two years ago and, and just really took in the day. And we're just normal people. We're not dressed up. We're not in character or anything like that. We had a blast. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. We, we take the kids about every year. Uh, it's really cool. Like I say, it's just something to see. Yeah. But the, uh, I'm good friends with the with the owners there. And that Michaela's ends with the building. They call the building. And there's a there's a cool stage in there, a big fireplace, and we're hoping for good weather so we can uh, leave the doors open. You know, hope for a good for a good crowd. Well, Shall how I? can people find out about this in case they want to attend? We uh, there's tickets available on a an Eventbrite link, uh, and we we post it all over social media. So if you go to our our Facebook page, Joe Clark Music, we uh, every couple of days we've been posting about it there, and and we put links up for tickets there. Uh, I got my good buddy Brandon Martin. He's going to open the show for us, and Brandon's a, a really—I mean, just an excellent musician. Uh, he's a powerhouse, got a big old voice. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing his set myself. Awesome! Yeah, well, it sounds great. We might try to make it up there. Yeah. Right. April twenty twenty ninth. Yeah, awesome. Not this coming Saturday. The next coming Saturday. So, so what? What's your future look like here? You say you're paying, playing roughly three nights a week. Uh, what's it look like here for the, say the next month or so, are you going to be pretty much in Kentucky or are you going to be traveling out? Yeah, we've, uh, this two days before the release party, uh, we play an Americana fest with a, with, with a couple of really killer musicians, Cody Lee Meese and, and Jake Cohn. And, uh, that's at, uh, legacy at Dant crossings where the, Oh, you're going to be at Dant crossing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We got a couple of them coming up there. I was just talking to Chef Dan- David Danielson from he's the chef down at Dan Crossing. Yeah. And uh he and Wally, I think I think we're gonna try and go down and do a show with them. I'd love to do that one day and then stick around for whatever comes in the evening, like yeah. you or right. something like that. That would be great. Yeah, we got we'll be there that uh that Thursday evening and then uh Nashville the next night and then the release party the next night. And uh, I got another run in Illinois coming up in about three weeks. Uh, we're going to do another another five shows in four days up there. So, uh, I mean, we've, we've got them lined up, uh, I mean, for the rest of the year. You know, uh, I'm full-time, so I got to try to stay as busy as I possibly can. Well, you're full-time, but you, you got to take a break every now and then, right? So what do, when do you take a break and where do you go? Well, this this is break right here for this me. This is it. <laughs> this is it. I, I live on eighty acres of woods. It's it's uh, two big hillsides right on the Kentucky River. So yeah, you know when I'm at home, that's that's break for me. I I spend as much time as I can with the kids, you know. But like I said, if you don't keep moving, you'll get left behind. And so, business. how old are your children? Uh, I got one that's just turned five day before yesterday. Uh, his name's Lyric, and my little girl, she's eight. I got a boy who's 16 and a, and a daughter who'll be 21 in December. Yeah. We were doing introductions at work today and, and you know, I, I'm a little bit older than the people I work with. So we were on a zoom call and we were doing introductions and we were all going around introducing each other. Cause nobody knew each other in this particular meeting. And one guy said, <clears throat> I've got a three-year-old. I have no life, you know, cause everybody was <laughs> saying what they do for fun. Yeah. So yeah. he said he has no life and I'm thinking, yeah, I could, I could get that. Oh, it's, it keeps you busy. Then. But it, I mean, that is my life. That's, that's why I do everything I do yeah. to, you know, uh, I think it's important right now at this, at this stage for the younger kids, especially to, 
you know, show them that it, it takes hard work to, to do anything in life. And with, with what I'm doing, you know, I, I have to keep pushing. I have to, I have to basically stand up and say, Hey, I'm here, you know, to be able to get things done. So your children, they like a country life. Oh yeah. Yeah. They love living, living out there. Now are they, are they each other's best friends? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. A couple hours of the day they will be. Yeah. They, they're wild. I mean, my, my little boy, he's, he's wild as a buck deer, you know, and uh, my parents always tell me I deserve everything I'm getting, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I remember what, I remember when I was, uh, when I was growing up, I would always take my dad's tools and I'd go out in the yard and I'd work on stuff and I'd leave him out there and he'd find him six months later all rusted. <laughs> and he said, uh, he always used to tell me one of these days, my, my grandson's going to revenge me. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> like it. My grandson's going to take your tools and go put them in the yard. Right. Yeah. What was the other way around? My son was absolutely organized and meticulous with this stuff. And I borrowed his tools Left them in the yard and they rusted. Yeah, there so. you go. He's still holding on to it. <laughs> well, my my older kids they they've been pretty laid back their their whole life, but now the two younger ones they they gonna yeah. give me some trouble and I'm I'm ready for it. Bring it on. There you, you go. Know. There you go. Well, we're hoping you'll play one more song for us um, off this new album. Something that nobody's heard yet. Something to you know tease us a little bit. What do you think? That sounds good to me. We All can right. do it. So uh, we just put this song out as a as a single a couple weeks ago, actually. This is off the new album. It's a tune called Don't Give Up On Me. Just try to hang on for a little while 
definitely hear the hurt and struggle in that song and it's <laughs> yeah. kind of vague but does that have to deal with kind of the same situation we were talking about before oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I try to write you know from from personal experience i, I don't like to make up stories but I, I try to write it in a way that that it could apply to you you know that, that you could take a song and listen to it and, and think man that that almost sounds like it was written about something that's happened to me yeah you know, but at the same time, make it make it personal enough that that I can play it and, and feel it while I play. Sure. It. Yeah. Because, I mean, you need to emote that out of yourself. But I guess if you keep it vague enough, then people can like fit their situation into it. Right. Right. If you get too specific, they can't do that. Yeah. Well, I think we all we all kind of relate in in some way, you know, in different things. I mean, we all we all struggle with certain things, whether we admit it or not. You know, I think it's important to to face reality sometimes. And and this I mean, this is how I get through it myself. Well, Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Such a great story. Such awesome music. I want to let our listeners know that we Joe has given us one of his albums uh, to give away, and uh, we're going to do that. So here's, here's how you win his album, and we'll ship it out to you. It's uh, Joe Clark, 10 Years Too Late. It's on a CD. I know some of you still have CD players. Uh, definitely want to get your hands on this one, but here's how you do it. Uh, we have a private Facebook group called the Bourbon Roadies. There's about oh, 3,000 to 3,500 members on there. And uh, so if you're not a member of that group, go ahead, join it. Just go to Facebook and search out the Bourbon Roadies and ask to join. It's pretty immediate. You can join and become a member. Once you're in there, uh, we ask you to make a post. Just make a post. Listen to the Joe Clark episode. Really had a good time. And I want his first album or, or second album. This is your second album. Second one, yeah. We want uh, the 10 Years Too Late album. So if you'll make that post in the Bourbon Roadies, uh, we'll make sure to reach out to you in a PM and we'll send this album out to you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Joe Clark on this episode. And we'll make sure we get this, uh, this album out to you. If you're number one, you got to be number one, right? Number two, we'll get a thank you for responding, but uh, number two, I mean, number one, we'll get the album, but number two, we'll just get a thank you. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I appreciate it. I've had I've had a good time with you here, man. Yeah, it's a good time. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, one more time, I'd like to give you an opportunity to tell people website, social media addresses, where can they hear, where can they hook up with you? And, and, and folks, 
take the time while he's saying this to go ahead and pull up your phone and 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 follow him right now so you got this yeah we uh we're on all social media platforms uh of course we do primarily instagram and facebook and uh it's all joe clark music um we're on tiktok at storyteller 502 uh but it's you can use a hashtag joe clark music on there and and it'll come up Uh, we're on spotify and apple music Uh, we're really trying to get our spotify numbers up because that that's where people are listening and uh yeah if you go go follow all that stuff that really helps us out and uh i'm just out here trying to tell my story and feed my babies and uh, i appreciate everybody listening absolutely well thank you joe we appreciate you being on the show well folks you can follow us on all the social medias you can find us on instagram facebook tiktok you can find us on youtube you can find us on i mean you could say hey alexa play the bourbon road podcast and up will come our latest episode so definitely follow us on all those social media or at least the ones that you use follow us and and we'd love to have you listen to every show that we put out if you want to make sure you don't miss one just just whatever app you're on right now that podcast app whether it be apple or spotify or google podcasts or whatever it is just scroll it up to the top and hit that subscribe button and every single week you'll get a notification that uh, jim and crew has put out another episode and we'd love to have you listen to an episode every single week from us it's great you're sweeping the house you're mowing the lawn you're driving to and from work whatever it is we'd love to have you listen to our episodes if you've got an idea for a show if you've got an artist if you've got a bottle if you've got a distillery in your hometown that's doing it right let us know about it we'll reach out to them we'll see if we can't get them on a show Uh, We always try to put out quality content every single week, and uh, we certainly hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you listen to us. Go to our website, though. We do have some swag on there. You can get a Bourbon Road t-shirt or a hat or one of our glasses. Uh, Join the Bourbon Roadies. It's always a great deal of fun. There's a whole bunch of people in there that just love drinking bourbon and talking about it. Uh, Make sure that uh, you take the opportunity each week to tune in to the bourbon road podcast we'd love having you listen today and until the next time we'll see you down the bourbon road 